What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast. My name is Keaton, and I am your host. I hope you're doing well today. This is a podcast dedicated to helping men, young men especially, figure out who they want to become and what they want to give their life to, and then pushing them to relentlessly pursue that vision for the rest of their life. You know, I have uh, said this on almost every single podcast that I have recorded since starting. The name of this podcast and the hope of this podcast comes from a question that my dad asked me when I was 23 years old. I was living in his basement with my, I mean, my mom and dad's basement. I was directionless, working at a restaurant, feeling sorry for myself. And of course I wanted to, I wanted to have a girlfriend. (laughs) And I never tell this part of the story, but my dad was like, you can't bring a girl into your life. You don't have any direction. I was like, shut up dad. Um, And then anyway, so I, I was talking to my dad and sharing my woes and he says, what kind of man do you want to be? And I said, I don't know. And, you know, that kind of, I know when I, like, I don't know and I don't want to talk about it. And he said, well, I would figure out what kind of man you want to be and then pursue that relentlessly for the rest of your life. And I believe, I believe, based on my own experience and then watching my pops do it and other men do it, I believe if you can answer that question, if you can figure out what kind of man you want to be in your character, everything else will go well for you. It won't be perfect, but it will go well. If you're an overcomer in your character, instead of someone who lets obstacles get in the way, life is going to go well for you. The same is true if, if, if you're responsible, if you're strong, if you're daring, if you're courageous, and you're the other manly virtues. If you take action instead of being passive, if you have those things in your character, life is going to be better. And then you can figure out what you're going to give your life to. What's, what's your mission? What's your purpose? Character will sustain your mission and your purpose. Too many men... Honestly, I had it like this for a long time. I mean, I meet a lot of guys that are this way. Too many men have it backwards. They figure out what they want to give their life to, but they never develop the character and then the like to sustain that vision, that hope of what they want to give their life to. And then life circumstances force them to reckon with that choice. It could be anything like your marriage gets rocky or you start to realize that video games have a hold of you and you're addicted or temptation through porn or whatever comes and seeps into your life or you're, um, you get in trouble with the, wa- with the law, excuse me, or you have a wake-up call, something happens and you realize that you're not who you could be. Any of those things could, could happen. It could be a business decision. I was actually talking with a guy earlier today. Great man has kind of has figured out who he wants to be. He was a very successful business person early in his life, still a very successful business person, but now he can sustain it because he's not going from thing to thing trying to sustain his bad choices for, in his business. Your character will sustain your mission and your purpose, I promise. And on this podcast, we're going to push you to develop your character, and we're going to talk about uh, right belief. We're going to talk about figuring out what you believe in the first place. We're going to push you to do hard things, and we will do everything that we can to help you become the man you want to be so that you can have a successful life. And of course, we are going to do it from a Christian worldview, not a not a not any other worldview. We are we are. I am a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus, and I think that following Jesus is the best thing that you can do. I also think it's time for Christians to stop being um, on either pansies on one side or uh, conspiracy theorists on the other. Like, Be bold, be moral, have a great worldview, and um, make a difference where you are, and have strong families. Uh, I could go on and on and on about that. Uh, I am excited for some upcoming podcasts. I have some 
fun guests coming on. I actually have two very successful entrepreneurs coming on at different times in the next month, one in Colorado, one here in Massachusetts that I'm really excited to talk to and pick their brain. They are not just people who start businesses, they have actually been very successful in the businesses that they own. And I'm excited to talk to them and let them share their story and their perspective uh, uh, with all of you guys. Um, quote of the day today. <clears throat> love to do a quote every once in a while on these episodes. I love quotes. I'm underlining all the things I read and uh, just looking for them. And this one comes from C.S. Lewis. He says, and he wrote this. 60 some odd years ago. He says, we make men without chess and we expect of them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and we are shocked to find traitors in our midst. We castrate and we bid the geldings to be fruitful. Ooh, what a quote. We make men without chess and we expect of them virtue and enterprise. You know, at this moment in history and our culture, men have gone silent. They've been blamed for everything. They've been told to sit down and shut up and behave. Uh, when that's not naturally within within a man. Men can be upright and moral, but to behave, that's kind of a degrading, like sit down, shut up, get out of the way kind of thing. Um, we need men who can stand up for what is good and true, and people are going to laugh. Let them laugh. Let them dishonor. But as for you and me, I think that you and I, I think it's time that we start being men who stand up for what is good, what is true and what is right, regardless of what men and women say about us, whatever cancel culture or whatever things going on. I think the approval of man will never get the courage in your chest. Like if you need the approval of man to do what is good, right and true, you're never going to get that, um, that bold fire in your chest where you're like, all right, I got this. I can stand up for what's good and true. You can't, you can't have the approval of man. If you want it, it ain't going to happen. And I think we just got to find something deep within ourselves. I think following God and doing, doing what he says is best and true. Amen. Uh, all right. So today on today's topic, we're going to talk about something that happened, uh, the other night, uh, with me and my wife. Um, so the other night, um, I have to be, so what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to be honest about something. I have done some episodes on what I'm about to share with you guys. And the other night realized I was a failure. So (laughs) here we go. It's good. This is the man I want to be, not the man I am preaching at you. I am on this journey with all of you trying to figure out, uh, what kind of man I want to be trying to live it out and then making corrections as they come along and then sharing those with you because I learned something. Um, I learned something big from my wife. And she's an Abigail. If you haven't listened to that episode on um, searching for Abigail, I talk about um, looking for a woman who's willing to stand up to you so that you can be better, not to quarrel with you and not to drag you down, but looking for a woman who can make you better. That's on searching for Abigail. Uh, oh, also, go and check out the last episode I did with Pops. Pop, I think I called it like Pops Gives Advice. Uh, I asked my dad to share three things that he would share with young men today, and he just dropped some great wisdom, and it is worth a listen. So go back and listen to that episode if you missed it. Um, we're still able to podcast, even though we're thousands of miles away. So um, so the other night, uh, me and Chelsea, we crawl into bed, and all the married men out there listening to this will understand uh, what I'm about to say. Chelsea was pretty quiet all evening. Um, dinner was normal. Hanging out after getting Noah in bed was normal. And she wasn't very talkative. She was just kind of quiet. And so we hop into bed to go to sleep and 
we turn off the lights and lay our heads on the pillow and suddenly she has everything in the world to say. <laughs> so we can't talk when it's when we're awake and paying attention. It's only when we're about to go to sleep she has to say so, so many things. So um, she starts talking and I'm drifting and she tells me that she forgot to text a friend back, which to me is funny because my wife is a terrible, terrible, terrible texter. Uh, we all have a friend who is a terrible texter. I witness my wife read a text, set her phone down, and just forget that she's supposed to respond to somebody who shared something with her. And so anyway, she tells me that she forgot to text a friend back, a friend from Colorado who had sent her a message kind of giving her a life update that was kind of a serious life update, and Chelsea didn't text her back for three or four days. And so I'm giving her, I'm giving her a hard time about not texting people back and being considerate or whatever. And then she just made a comment that just cut me right to my core. And I was like, Ooh, Mm." you know, when someone makes a comment about something that, you know, they've been thinking about it for a while and they just haven't brought it up yet, but it's been on their mind and they're waiting for the right moment to say it. Yeah. Chelsea did one of those. So I'm giving her a hard time about not texting her back. And she goes, well, I'm just not glued to my phone like you. <clears throat> and that awkward silence was just there for me because I was like, oh, she got me. She knows. And so we ended up having this long conversation about that comment. And it's true. I have kind of been glued to my phone, which means I've been addicted to work because I don't have a lot of social media on my phone. I don't spend a lot of time. I don't play video games. I don't watch that much YouTube, like really at all. It was, I was texting and using another app for communication. I don't really use email, but I was using other apps for communications and working and working and working. And I was available at all hours and I felt like I had to be, which is something that I have never done. But somehow in the last couple months, probably because I'm having a lot of fun with my job or it's brand new and I'm trying to establish myself, I've become kind of addicted to my work. Like I have to respond when people like message me where like they need something and with a, with a phone there's no there's no distinction between when you're at work and when you're not unless you put that in place and one of my rules for life is uh, boundaries and being present where you are i did a whole episode called presence the best gift that you can give and it's all about being present setting your phone aside making sure that your children know you're available and your wife knows you're available and your friends know you're available. You're like engaged. You're not scrolling and looking at stuff on your phone. And I had let my life or my job take over my life and in turn my phone. And, um, that was just, man, it stung a little bit. Um, And I'm talking to her about other things that I want to like work on along with what she, you know, we've already talked about like my phone and boundaries. And, um, then I told her, I was like, well, I really want to pour myself into this other project I'm working on. I think if I would just be more diligent and she goes, she made another comment. She's like, I don't think I can handle you giving yourself to another thing that takes you away from us to do your own thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm failing as a husband. Oh boy, I'm failing as a husband. Here we go. Um, Talk about an Abigail. My wife is an Abigail. And not once, she was not nagging me. That's very important. 
She was not nagging me. She was very gently and at the right time, except we're about to sleep, but at the right time, asking me to prioritize my family again like I'd promised. I was not living up to the man that I want to be. I want to be a family man first. I talk about it all the time on this podcast. Family first, church second, work third. That's how you make an impact. You go in that order. Family, church, work. And I was, I had switched those and I had let it, uh, I had let things change is all I had done. And I wasn't living up to the vision I'd set or even anything I'd set on this podcast. So there's my public confession. And it took the courage of my wife to check me. And she did. She checked me and she checked me good. And it still hurt a little bit. And baby, I know you don't listen to this, but thank you. Uh, maybe one day you will. Um, yeah, consider that my public confession. I did apologize. And I actually said some, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to listen. Because I also talked about listen to your wife. Listen to the people around you. So I, you know, when I'm at home, I've now started taking my phone up to our room. I set it in the room, put it on do not disturb because I love that my phone lets people know I've got it on do not disturb. And I just, I've just been leaving it there and it can take in a couple hours for me to get back to you. But, um, I'm trying to honor, honor my wife and my daughter and everybody else who passes through our household, letting them know that I'm here to interact with you, not respond to a text about something at work. Um, but it got me kind of can thinking, um, because we all can drift away occasionally from the vision. Um, and it's funny, typically when we start to drift away from our vision, I've noticed, at least for myself, that's when I start to think very highly of myself. When I'm not living up to my own standard, I start to think I'm better than other people. And I I really don't like it, but I've, this is something I've kind of noticed. And when I come back to the vision and realize there's a gap here, I need to humble myself and then and then get back on track. Uh, I've just kind of, it's something I've just kind of noticed, but we all, we all, we can all drift. Um, but we drift away from the vision and occasionally we're going to need somebody like what my wife did to call us back on track, to put us back on track, um, to have our back, to be willing to say something. And ideally you're not waiting on your wife. Your wife is going to be, if you're married, your wife's going to be the first one to notice something because she lives with you and she knows, she know your poop stank. Let's just say it like that. All right. <laughs> she going to know everything. You can't hide anything from her. Uh, and you shouldn't anyway, but it got me thinking like, who's checking on you? Who has your blinds? Who like knows your blind spots? Do you have somebody in your, in your group of friends, like your group of guys, especially if you're not married, your wife, if you are married, your wife will be the first person. But then even if you are married, you need a group of guys who will say something. And if you're single, you definitely should have some guys who are going to, they know your blind spots. They know where you're weak. They know. They know what's going on in your world, and they're able to call you back to the person that you want to be. Um, like they they are aware of the vision that you have, and they're going to call you back. A good friend of mine, his name's Oren, best friend. He used to do this to me when I lived in Colorado all the time. And even when we hop on the phone and chat and catch up, he'll still do this to me. Like earlier this year, we were considering not moving to Massachusetts, but moving to a different state. Virginia of all places, believe it or not, uh, Virginia, we visited, it was amazing. And he asked a question, um, cause we were looking at all of the wrong, not wrong things. We're looking at good things, uh, real estate prices, job market, <clears throat> uh, flow of like life, like life pace, uh, mountains and ocean and you know, like good stuff, you know, like this is a place we wanted to live. But he asked, he's like, but where, 
what church? Like, is, is God directing you to a church, which is something that we really, really wanted? And we were like, no. So I got a, I got a friend who could check me. And so I'm asking, my question for you is, do you have that friend or those friends who can check you, who've got your back, who can make sure that you are on track becoming the man that you want to be? There's this great story in the scripture um, that I, I wrote down the verse, uh, but I forgot to pull up the actual passage. It's in, it's in uh, I believe, in Second Samuel, and there's a war going on, and Israel has two enemies. And uh, one of the soldiers, he's like, all right, you take your men over there, and I'll take my men over here. And he says, "If the, oh, it's Syria and the Ammonites. They're surrounding Israel. And one of the soldiers says, if the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. So they've got each other's back. They're back to back fighting this war, one enemy on the other. And they're able to like, hey, I'm having a hard time over here. Will you come and help me? Hey, I'm having a hard time over here. Will you come and help me? And that is how they fought their battle. They weren't trying to be a lone ranger. Being a lone ranger is a silly, silly thing to do. Who has your back? Find somebody to have your back. Start a small group at your church. And here's what here's actually what I think you should do. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you're going to church. Um, if you're not, I, I encourage you go to church. I think you should go to church, find a local church and get plugged in. And if you are going to church, I think what you should do is you should start a small group. A lot of churches right now are about to start a small group. It doesn't take a lot of training to small to, to start a small group. It takes, a, it takes some willingness, um, but it doesn't take a lot of training. You learn as you go. I would go to your church and be like, I want to start a small group with three to five guys. And then start a small group and like go all in with those guys. Get together once a week, do a lot of fun stuff, and then ask ask yourself the question, what kind of man do we want to be? Or what kind of man do you guys want to be? What kind of men do we want to be? And start to work through that, that vision. Ask each other individually and then as a group, have people share. Write it down initially and over the weeks, like work out how you're becoming that kind of man. What How are you growing together? And then along the way, do a lot of fun stuff. So earlier this year, back from January through about the end of June, I led a men's small group at our church. And we I asked them in week two, what kind of men do you guys want to be? And everybody had kind of a very shallow answer. They couldn't really answer because when you ask that question initially, it's kind of like, I don't know. And that's okay. Asked it initially, and then we did some activities and Bible reading and stuff along this way. And I had some guests come in and talk, and pops come in and talk to all these guys. I was the youngest one, by the way. I was the youngest guy in this group, leading a bunch of guys in their 40s and 50s who had never gotten a chance to ask themselves that question or or figure it out. And to, we would we would do a lot of fun activities. So one day we went and we learned how to shoot guns. Uh, we did a concealed carry course together. Um, pretty much everyone had shotguns before, but no, very few had a concealed carry. And one of the guys in the group was a professional trainer. So we went and like did some shooting and it was awesome. And we did some other activities we grilled out, but we grew as men together and we had each other's backs and we checked in on each other and we talked about our marriages. And I remember having people like come and tell me like stuff that they wish they were doing better. And we worked out. And by the end of it, I asked the exact same question. I was like, what kind of men do you guys want to be? And everybody had a much better more defined answer to that question. And then we all knew, hey, we've got each other's backs for this time in our life. If I'm falling short of this vision, 
tell me. You have my full permission to tell me if I'm not living up to this vision. And people do. I'm no longer at the church, but I still talk to a lot of those guys frequently. And I know, I know, I know that they are checking on each other. We just had like something traumatic happen with one of the guys and they're all like encouraging and they're surrounding him and they've got his back. Don't go through life alone. Like find some guys who want to pursue being better men who are strong and daring and bold and courageous and everything valiant, everything a man desires to be not just successful, but like a, a warrior, find men who want to do that, get together with them and grind up, like push each other. It says like as iron sharpens iron, iron grinds on iron to sharpen it, push each other, sharpen each other, make each other better, figure out together what kind of men you want to be and start some awesome friendships because it's good to have someone who has your back. If you're going solo right now, and you're waiting till you get married to have someone to find someone who has your back. Well, you're going to be a danger in marriage. I promise you that. And your wife doesn't want to do that all the time. Actually, she kind of wants you to figure some stuff out on your own with your guys and just get better and then be honest about it. She doesn't want to mom you. She doesn't want to correct you all the time. She's willing. Like my wife is willing every once in a while, but I know she's also hoping I'm going to figure some stuff out with my buddies that I, so I can be a better husband. Okay. Get, start a small group at your church. Ask each other this question. Listen to this podcast as a group if you want. But ask each other, what kind of men are we going to be and how are we going to pursue that vision? And then make sure you're doing some fun guy stuff along the way because if you're too serious all the time, well, then you're just a bummer. <laughs> you don't want to just be a bummer. Okay? That's all I have for you guys today. Ask yourself that question, who has my back? Can you write it out? Write out the names. And if you don't, even if you do have those guys, start a small group with them, make it official, get together once a week, sit around a fire, do some fun stuff, ask serious questions, pray together. Oh, one last thing. Uh, I think we've mentioned this on the podcast. Pops and his his best friend, his name is Mark Talvitti. Our families were best family friends, like growing up. Garrett was my Garrett is Mark's son. That was my first friend, one of my best friends. He was at the hospital when I was born. I'm I'm 31 years old and I've had a 31 year old 31 year old friend, which is amazing. I've been friends with someone for 31 years, and but Mark and my pops have gotten together every Friday morning for close to 35 years and prayed. They got they used to get together at five and then they moved to like 4:30 and they've gotten together. They've talked about their lives and they've prayed together every Friday for 35 years. And I want that for you. I want you to find one to two guys, maybe three to five, that you get to be that close with, who you who you just get together and you have that good friendship where you can talk to each other, be honest about your lives, make each other better, and pursue the vision of the man that you want to be. So that's all I've got for you today, to guy, for you guys today. If you liked that podcast, please like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. And if you didn't like it, just Pretend you didn't listen. That's just as helpful uh, to the rest of us. Share this podcast with a friend. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.